Welcome to Voices from the Bench, a dental laboratory podcast. Send us an email at info at voicesfromthebench.com or look for us on Facebook at Voices from the Bench. Greetings and welcome to episode number 45 of Voices from the Bench. My name is Elvis. My name is Barbara. So, Barb, I have four inches of snow outside. It was negative 11 yesterday. How's the weather down in Florida? Wow. It was um, 45 yesterday morning, and it warmed up to like 68. (laughs) Are you you okay? Yeah, I'm doing great. It's not that cold. Car started okay? Yep. (laughs) Yep. I don't think I want to live where you are, though. It's pretty cold up there. You're in the winter coat of... Yeah, they call it the Arctic Vortex. That's what I was looking for. Arctic Vortex. Nice. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Supposed to be in the 60s on Sunday. So, you know, flip a coin. You never know what you're going to get here in Indiana. Who are you going for with the Super Bowl? Who's playing? Patriots and the Rams. I am told I am supposed to hate the Patriots because I live in Indiana. So I guess the Rams? All right. I don't know. I don't think I've seen a football game in 10 years. Oh, okay. Well, Sorry. I get it. I'm, I'm one of those. Okay. I'm not. I love football. So anyhow. So did you see the newest JDT magazine? Yes, I did. We know it because he was awarded back in Visions 21, but Mark Williamson got CDT of the year. I did see that. And I saw him uh, in Vegas too. So congrats. So he's over there at Ottawa Dental Laboratory. And we just want to say congratulations and probably be reaching out to you for an interview here pretty soon, Mr. CDT of the Year. I saw it on his Facebook. He got a ton of likes. It's like 200-something. It was just a ton. So congrats. Holy schmoly. Holy schmoly. Holy bleep. I don't even know 200 people. <laughs> <laughs> There's always one thing I felt technicians could do if they wanted to get better, and that was spend more time learning the clinical side. It's these skills that you pick up that can only make you a better technician. So we start a new interview today with a man that goes by the name of The Denture Man. James Angeloni has taken a chairside technician to a whole new level. Enjoy. Voices from the Bench. The Interview. So I would like to thank... James Angeloni to the podcast today. He is known as the Denture Man. How did you get that term, sir? Oh, the Denture Man. Now, that's a long story in itself, but we might have to start from the very beginning. Let's start Um, there. Yeah, when when I actually became a dental laboratory technician. Well, a little backstory on myself is I actually did 11 years in the United States Marine Corps. Um, Right after high school, went into the Marines, full of piss and vinegar. And actually chose infantry as my job. So did 11 years, two tours in Iraq. And after that second tour in Iraq, I actually had a little bit of an issue coming back to society. And what actually happened is my my stepfather's a dentist. And he saw the issues that I was having coming back to society. And his words were literally, it's time to get off your ass and help me in the lab. (laughs) Well, my stepdad owns a very large mobile Medicaid practice. So he actually employs a bunch of dentists and the dentists actually go out in different nursing homes. He has about 500 nursing homes in his account and he comes back 
with all these denture impressions. So I was say mostly what they do is probably removables. Right. It was yeah, 90% removables. So when they came back, they would have a ton of denture impressions. So everybody in the industry knows how hard it is to find a quality um, denture technician. Definitely. Yeah. It's, it, I mean, it's, it's been a struggle no matter, you know, what side of the coast we're living on mm-hmm. that uh, the denture technicians are like the, you know, very hard to find. He needed help in his lab. And then you have me right out of Iraq. And he says, it's time to get off your ass and help me in the lab. So he brought me in there and I just laughed at him. I go, you, you're telling me you want you know, a big tough guy Marine to uh, start making dentures. The fun part about it was in about two months, I absolutely loved being a denture technician. Mm. And instead of him taking me to denture technician courses, he actually took me to dentist's courses on dentures. And I would even say, why am I even here? Because now you're, you're, you're showing me all this stuff about in the patient's mouth and everything. And I go, why am I here? And he, he would always say, shut up and just listen. <laughs> <laughs> so I would actually go to like a Jack Truberfield's courses. And I remember him uh, specifically because that was pretty in-depth at that time. And I'm like, this is, this is crazy. So once again, he said, shut up and listen. <laughs> and the funny part about it is I just loved it even more. I loved the denture part even more. Um, and this is before like the, the big all on four stuff came out and mm-hmm. the, you know, the removable techs were plentiful at that time. What actually happened was he brought me to lab. He showed me what I was doing. And in about two years of being in that lab, I was actually published my first time. And after I was published, my stepdad saw me and said, um, you know, you need to take this, you know, somewhere else because he saw the, the skills that I was trying to, you know, um, obtain. And he said, now, you know, I have a Medicaid practice and where you're going, your, your skills, you're not going to be valuable here. So he actually helped me open my first lab. So who taught you? I mean, other people that were in the lab that your dad owned or? It was pretty much my dad. And there was a couple techs mm-hmm. uh, in that lab. But, you know, when you get into a Medicaid lab, it's usually like bad habits taught by bad habits. Yeah. Medicaid's Medicaid. It's, it's all about the numbers to make a profit. Sure. You know. So my next step was I said to my stepdad, I go, okay, you want me to take this to the next level? How can I take this to the next level? He goes, well, you need to get in the mouth. And I said, <laughs> okay. <laughs> nice. So I said, uh, you need, I'm like, really? You know, and at that time, you know, I have a big beard, long hair. And I go, I, I have no idea how to get in the mouth. So he actually um, had me volunteer at the free clinic in downtown Cleveland. And actually every Friday for two years, I volunteered my service just to help the dentist at the free clinic do what they had to do. And that was the most valuable thing that I ever done. And a lot of techs asked me, you know, how, how to get in the mouth. And I said, volunteer at a, a charity free clinic because they need all the help they can get. And you'll, you'll see the homeless. You'll see the very poor. We actually worked on prisoners there from the county prison. Mm. And you would see all this, but you actually have an opportunity to assist that dentist and actually start getting in the mouth, taking initial impressions, bites, and all the different fabrication things they needed to make a denture. So that's how I actually, I first time I started getting in the mouth was actually with the homeless. And the second time I was published, I published on tinting uh, denture to make it look more realistic. And that, that article was published. And the funny part, when I went to the ACP and they were asking about that picture and everything else, I actually said that denture actually went to a homeless man. Really? Yes. Yeah. So because you would practice, 
you know, you, you know, you could practice staining and carving dentures, but if it's like a, a Medicaid denture or a homeless denture, it's okay if you mess it up just a little bit. But if you're on the all in four realm where I'm at now, there is no room to mess around. Because oh yeah. The, you can't experiment. No. Yeah. Cause the patient's paying so much for these that you can't experiment. Sure. So where were you published? Um, I had an ACP and I was in, let's see. Um, I did a couple for Preet. Oh um, yeah. And, um, you know him. So let's see. I was at the clinic and then after two years of that, I said, okay, now I'm starting to get bored. How can I take it to the next level after this? Once again, I already have my own lab. I've done a couple years of Medicaid dentures. I did a couple years in the free clinic. And to get to my next step is my stepdad said, it's time to partner up with a prosthodontist. Oh, and wow. that's when everything took a, a turn. Yep. So in Cleveland, we are very short on prosthodontists. We only have three in Cleveland. So where a lot of communities like Columbus have a ton of prosthodontists up here in Cleveland, we don't have a lot. So he actually introduced me to, which I call my dental dad, Dr. Anthony DeLibrato. And I did the exact same thing with him that I did at the free clinic because all the techs out there know about prosthodontists and how picky and particular they are. No, what are you talking about? <laughs> but yeah, well, my prosthodontist over here is doing a little dance. We <laughs> <laughs> <I> love them. <laughs> oh, and I, I, I love pros. I, you know, I went to his office and I explained who I am and what I'm trying to accomplish in my career. And I said, okay, I'm at the free clinic, but it's time for me to move on. I go, would you mind if I not volunteer here, but just shadow you on Fridays? So I said, I'm not going to charge you anything. I just want to watch you know, crazy prosthodontics. Mm. So what he said, he's like, fine, I'll put all my obturator patients, my cancer patients, my removable patients, and my all on four patients on Friday. And you'll just see the, the gamut of it all. <laughs> so I did, I did that for a year. Didn't charge him. I would just, you know, if he wanted me to make a base plate or a denture, I would take that and of course, bill that out. But the time that I did chair side with him, I never charged him a dime. <laughs> and you were still running your own lab at this time. Right, because another thing in Ohio, which which is, I mean, it's it's kind of a shame, is there are no schools in Ohio for denture technicians. Yeah, and we're seeing that all over the country. Yeah. So to get where I'm at now, I, I kind of had to partner up with a prosthodontist. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. After that year, okay, we were like, okay, we'll, we'll separate. I'll do your lab work, but I'm not going to go chairside with you because I have to run my lab. So I did that for a couple weeks. And then I actually called him and said, you know, do you mind if I work permanently on Fridays for you? And we just keep doing what we're doing. He's like, actually, I was going to call you and ask you the same exact thing. Oh, nice. Uh, because it, it was so much fun being chairside with a pros yeah. to actually watch all that. And now it's completely downhill. And all I do is I work straight for my process. That's pretty cool. Hmm. So you like dealing with patients and interacting with them and, and seeing the final product and you, you get to have the best higher learning that you can experience. So it's pretty cool. Right. And we all know out there that dentists don't have the best penmanship. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, it was always easier being in the op with him and him saying, you know, move a Buckley or, you know, whatever instructions he tells me to mm -hmm. do. Me seeing it was always a lot easier than trying to read his chicken scratch. Yep. I can see that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So how the denture man became the denture man yeah. was this was back in early 07 where an implant company called Toman Medical oh, yeah. was at that time trying to get into the all on four biz. So they contracted myself 
a local periodontist and a general dentist to actually write the manual and the brochures for the company. So at that time, my good buddy, Dr. Hedgie, which was the general dentist, he's like, well, I got the perfect denture tech. And so he called me and says, hey, we have to do this thing for Tony Medical and write the manual for their all-in four. So I said, sounds good. What's an all-in four? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so at that time, I mean, back in 06, there was not a lot out there of, you know, publication or mm-hmm. videos on YouTube or anything. Nothing like it is now. Sure. No, like now, you know, it, it's all out there. So we started working it up and, you know, I, I tried to go to as many courses as I could at that time to figure out what, you know, I was going to be doing with the all in four. So I went with Nobel, all the Nobel courses mm-hmm. and kind of got the gist of it. So at that time, my email address was hoodlum2 at AOL. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, so that's so where he goes. He goes, okay, you're starting to get up there with the emails and we're, we're emailing your address to corporate, you know, uh, you know, implant yeah. manufacturers, and we can't be showing who them to. <laughs> That's funny. As <laughs> the same thing so, happened to me in college. I had like a, I had like a comic book reference, and they're like, "If you're going to get resumes out there, you ought to use your name." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, once again, big tough guy marine. Uh, yeah. And now I have to get a new email address. So um, my little brother, which actually served with me in the Marines and went to Iraq with me. And which is also a denture technician. Wow. Um, I went to him and I said, all right, you got to help me out. I need to make a new email address. And he goes, all right. So he just literally puts the denture man at yahoo.com. Yeah. And it was available. And it was available. So I'm like, all right, that's cool. I, I don't yeah. care. My, my email is a denture yeah. man. So that's how it all started with the email. And then that's hilarious. everybody started knowing me as the denture man. So it kind of just picked up itself. Yep. Sure. It's not a bad name to have. No. And then, you know, it was like four years ago when like the Instagram and the Facebook and social media really started hitting. I just tagged everything as the Denture Man and even changed my company name to the Denture Man. So now everything, including myself, is the Denture Man. Well, you know what? It states what you do. So there you go. (laughs) That's a great story. What happened to the Toman all on four? They didn't do it, did they? Um, they did, and um, the brochures, they're all my, my, my dentures in there. But that was like my intro to get into the all-on-four. So mm-hmm. once I started, I did about 100 Toman all-on-four cases. Yeah, Toman's not big in our area, so I don't see the implant very often. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know if they had a uh, fixed hybrid or not. They do. They have the, the, the parts and pieces. Mm-hmm. But the reason they, they wanted to contract us because they're North America headquarters in Cleveland. Oh, I see. That's why it was like a... You know, I can just go to the headquarters. We can just, you know, talk sure. about what we need to talk yeah. about. They can make the part for us. But once it started getting really, you know, busy with the all in four, then Nobel actually called me and says, hey, can you lecture for us? So I said, okay. So I said, okay, Tillman, I'm going to be moving on to lecturing for this company. Uh, I'm going to stop lecturing for you because once you start lecturing for another company, they really don't want you yeah. lecturing for another implant company. Yep. Makes sense. Yeah. So I started doing it with them. And then even moved on further, and today I lecture for Strawman and their Pro Arch system, which is like the all on four. Sure, so yeah. I kind of moved my way up from the small implant companies now to the big boys. So yeah. How often do you lecture? Uh, the lecture season just started about a month ago, and now we're lecturing 
about every almost every other day twice a week to you know three times a week are you serious all over the country um the farthest i've lectured was the the cayman islands um Which was, it was, it was yeah, so terrible. It was so terrible. Yeah, I was going to say, it sounds terrible. Sounds rough. And, the, <laughs> and the reason that, it's actually a good story in itself, but the reason I actually lectured in the Cayman Islands is, um, I can't tell you who we worked on, but someone that actually is in charge of that island needed a hybrid. So they actually shipped me down there to do the whole workup, wow. uh, work with the periodontist and actually do the conversion down in the Cayman mm-hmm. Islands. Did they bring you by boat blindfolded so you couldn't tell where you went? And... No, but it was terrible because once my wife found out that I was going to the Caymans, yeah, she had she had a, yeah she had to jump on that blind boat. Oh, you know? Yeah, of course. <laughs> so as we know, I mean, like, so I told the the, the doc, I'm gonna have to see this patient because I'm only there for you know six days. I'm gonna see this patient every day for six days, and then on that sixth day we can do the surgery, let him heal. And then they actually brought me back down to the Caymans four months later. Wow. To help restore it. Sweet. That's a great story too. Yeah. It was fun, except for it is kind of a third world country down there, except for like the yep. the hotels. Sure. Yeah. So, so there was only one lab on the whole entire island and their equipment was kind of 1950-ish. Yeah. Mm. So when I would actually bring my equipment, like the big, you know, the Stratuses, the face bows and all the stuff we use up here the techs were just like dumbfounded on the stuff wow. that we had. And uh, they said, mostly they were just like parting and piecing things together to make things work. But what we were doing down there, they this like, they never even seen anything like that. So what do you talk about during your country travels? A lot all on four pro arch stuff. Uh, mo- pro arch, mostly yeah. is like the hybrid Kettenbach uh, does sponsor a lot of events and uh, myself and Dr. Delibrado lecture for them. Hmm. We're actually doing a live webinar coming up in a couple weeks. I'd like to see that. I'd like the information on that after offline. That'd be great. Awesome. Yeah, it's one of those those Viva learnings. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that, that should be fun. Sadly, this interview will come out many weeks, months later, so it will pass. But we'll have a link for it if it's still available. So how do you keep up with the flow of your business by lecturing that much? Do you have a, um, a couple people with you or are you by yourself now? I'm by myself and yeah. my prosthodontist. So in the summertime, it's really not that bad because no one wants to go to a lecture or lecture mm-hmm. in the summer. But right now it's, it's hitting pretty hard, and including with the Strauman company. They have what they call a boot camp, yeah. which is like an introduction to the all-on-4 so we actually sit down with dentists and actually make them do a little conversion on a typodont. So when we're in surgery with them and I'm passing them parts that are kind of halfway familiar with the parts and pieces. So Strama does have me do that quite a bit. So do you mostly teach dentists or do you also teach lab technicians? Uh, it's primarily about 95% dentists. Okay. Yeah. We also do a lot of uh, surgeon and periodontist continuing wow. education. Uh, because, you know, they're hot and heavy on these yeah. courses also. I would say that'd be a great, great referral service for you, but you probably have your hands full with your own prosthodontist. You're teaching all of them and they get used to that level and they can't find yeah. it anywhere. So do you do the majority um, hybrids, all on fours, those kind of cases now? Oh, yeah. I mean, 90% of my work is yeah. all on four, crutals, bar cases, yeah. uh, and like the super high-end dentures. Yeah. So. Cool. Do you design the bars? No. I, right now, I send my bars to Strauman, and mm-hmm. um, they, they design them, and I approve them. Sure. Um, I did a lot with Cogenix. I probably did a couple hundred bars with Cogenix. Just yep. Cleveland, Ohio, takes up a whole city.
I don't know what that was. <laughs> that was my phone. I'm like, what the hell? I'm pressing buttons really quick. I'm like, holy sh! Stop. Sorry. <laughs> that was good. That was I your guess. phone. It said Cleveland, Ohio. Maybe that was you. I thought it was me. Freaked me out though. Sorry. That's my Friday fireball <laughs> shot pre uh, podcast. Just kidding. I think it is me. Uh, let's get this party rolling. My phone. Yeah, there you go. Hold on. I guess. And this is why we edit. (laughs) (laughs) Or or that's what they like about us, Elvis. The occasional cuss word and honesty. and People like that. Live and unplugged. Oh, even Jeremiah, because I texted him before I got on with you guys. And he's like, dude, it's cool. Just be yourself. (laughs) Yeah, Jeremiah's interview turned out really nice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, you guys are buddies, too? That's cool. That's neat. Yeah, if, if you're hot and heavy with, like, pretty dentures we all pretty much know each uh-huh. other you know the, the techs around america with especially all the social media mm-hmm. if you got talent you kind of flaunt it and we all know each other so uh, that's cool are you a cdt no i'm not actually so yeah. i uh, um i'm not a cdt even though a lot of people put it at the end of my name yeah i get it too though <laughs> no um not a cdt and that's another issue in ohio is no one's given the exams in ohio oh man Really? Yeah. So, and I've talked to the big labs. I'm like, hey, the next time you guys do a, an exam, I'll lecture for your staff for free. Just let me take the test. So you have a desire to become a CDT. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Anything that can help the career and help myself. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, with education, I'll do it. You yeah. Know? So speaking of education, we've got a lot of questions on materials, impressions, implants. Um, I'm sure that there's a lot of people uh, listening to us that want to pick your brain. So can you uh, can we talk a little bit about material? What kind of material you recommend? Throw like final master impressions with implants. Absolutely, awesome. So let's start from initial impressions. So since we do a lot of all on fours, with your initial impressions. Um, you have all these patients that have, you know, periodontal disease and mm-hmm. they have summer teeth, you know, summer here, summer there, summer in their <laughs> pocket. So nice. what we recommend for initial impressions is actually the old school regular set alginate because of the flex that it'll give you. I try to pull out teeth every time I take an impression, but you know, the, yeah. the doctors always look at me if I put something pretty heavy in there and we're, we're working on a perio patient. So when we start doing the initial impressions, I highly recommend alginate and using regular set. Um, you'll get a lot better accuracy with regular set impression material yep. than you will with um, fast. And when I actually lecture to the dentists, they always say, you know, we got gaggers, we got, you know, patients that don't like impressions. And I tell them, I go, the difference between regular set and fast set is about 45 seconds. Yep. I go, is it is it that much of a difference? Nope. I go, if you use regular set, your your impressions will come out, you know, 50 times better than they are right now. Just because when the, the dental assistant gives you that tray full of whatever material you're using, and if it's fast set, it's almost halfway set before it even gets in the patient's hmm. mouth. Interesting. And that's where we start seeing a lot of our demarcation lines in our impressions where you kind of see where the heavy body and the light body didn't merge. It just, there's like that solid line mm-hmm. is because mm-hmm. that pressure material was actually already setting before it hit the patient's mouth. Damn. I just have to say that I think it's cool as hell that you lecture with a pros with uh, to Dennis. You know, we talk a lot of in our industry about how we want to raise the respect level between us technicians. You know, with the dentists and with the doctors, and you know, it's it's it, you're definitely there. So 
I, I just think it's really cool. And it's, it's taken time. I mean, definitely well, like the dentists today are a lot different than the dentists even 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. The younger crowd is definitely more into education and the digital workflow while the old timers were more pigheaded and like stubborn into their, uh, you know, set, set in their ways yeah. and didn't want to change. Yep. So there is a little bit of a paradigm shift in dentistry right now with the dentists themselves. Mm -hmm. And when we lecture to them, you know, you really want to step up your game because of the fact that there are dentists out there. There's mid-level providers coming out and hygienists that could actually open their own practices. Mm -hmm. So things, things are changing pretty fast in dentistry these days. Wow. We originally talked about you coming on. Mm -hmm. My thought was a big thanks to the denture man. Join us next week as we continue the conversation with James and learn more about clinical materials we as lab technicians should probably know more about. Thanks, James. So I just learned that you can tell Alexa or Siri to play Voices of the Bench podcast, and it will play the latest episode. All right. So how cool is Pretty that? Cool. Yeah. We're making it as easy as possible to listen, so there's no excuses now. <laughs> we are about two weeks away from LMT Lab Day Chicago. Barb and I will be there recording at a booth right when you come down into the exhibit hall. Come by, say hello, sit down, and chat with us. We want all walks of our industry to tell us your tale and to talk about what you do. So if you're coming up to LMT Lab Day in Chicago, we will be there Friday, February 22nd, and Saturday the 23rd. If you know you're going to be there and you know you want to record, drop us an email at info at voicesfromthebench.com so we can arrange the time. Or you can always find Barb and I at Cal Lab the day before. That's right. Thursday and Friday. And I know we mentioned it last week, but also that same Friday that happens during Lab Day is CDT Fest. Now, this is a great event happening Friday the 22nd, just from 5 to 6.30. So right after LMT Lab Day on Friday, sign up, go to the NBC CDT Fest, because I tell you, it's got such great sponsors. Now, there's a lot of vendor sponsors, but really stands out to me is all the laboratories that are participating and sponsoring this event. And so many of them, we've had guests here on the show. Uh, we have Aspen Dental, where we talk to one of their technicians and the doctor. By Design Dental Studios, where we have Denise Burris, who's been on. Castable Ceramics with uh, Sean Siegel out in Alaska. Drake Laboratory, where we had Bob Savage on. Noak Dental Supply. Not a lab, but a great vendor. We've had Sean Noak on. Triad Dental Studios, where we've had Martha Martin on. I think a couple episodes, actually. Killian Dental Laboratory. We've had Steve Killian on before. Image Gallery with Lonnie Thompson. Of course, there's Night Dental Group with Barbara. There's Summer Dental with myself. So many great laboratories came together to make this event happen. And it's all in the celebration of CDTs. So please check out the NBC CDT Fest happening Friday night right after LMT Lab Day. And for those of you who plan ahead, we will also be at the Dental Laboratory Association of Texas meeting April 5th and 6th. Not only will we be in the Voices from the Bench lounge... But they just announced that Robert Cryer will be a conference speaker. We had him and his wife on back in episodes 27 and 28, so it would be good to catch up with him. They also just announced the keynote speaker just a few days ago. 
Peter Peasy. Wow. I've seen him speak a few times, and I recommend coming out to Grapevine, Texas if you can make it. Just go to membersdlat.org to get registered today. You got anything? No. You're my on-the-spot. Oh, thanks. You're, you're better at that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a little exhausted no pressure. today, so yeah, I don't, I don't have anything. You're funny. Why are you so exhausted? You guys busy? Uh, it's just been a long week, a long night. I've got our CEO in. We're doing budgets. We're talking about numbers, and anytime I have to talk about numbers, it, it makes me a little crazy. I would prefer to be in the lab, managing the lab at the bench, looking at work, QCing, you know, and I have to sit and look at numbers. So. It gives you tunnel vision. It yeah, really does. So. I'm not a big fan of it either, but unfortunately, in the positions that we have, we have to. All righty, everyone. That's all we got this week. We'll talk to you next time. Have a good one. See ya. Bye. Members.da. Blah. <laughs>